At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here. And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Yak. Sports Yak. It's Sports Yak. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that's demonstrated zero aptitude for science, it's SIFPOP. Welcome to SIFPOP Weekly, streaming live most Saturday mornings are available to download later in your podcast feed, unless of course you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. <laughs> I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and each week we'll chat about movies, TV, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And please welcome our guest this week. He once stuck a hamster in his mouth and set it on fire. It's Ian Whittington, everyone. Well, I didn't say you were doing it now. I didn't say it was happening right now. Uh, thank you for joining today. Thank you for having me. We're going to have a good time talking Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, we are. Which uh, the hamster thing is reference to one of the many jokes that McKenna Grace tells in the movie. Uh, Encanto as well, going to be on the review table. We're going to talk about best ever ghost movies. Um, And then, of course, do some buried treasure at the end. Uh, I will say, before we get into this, the next month or two going to be really interesting on (laughs) Sif Pop. It's like, I'm just telling you this time of year. Uh, I'm going places, doing things, award stuff is happening. I've kind of laid out the schedule and it's pretty much insane. And, you know, it's just going to, there's going to be times where it's like, was that episode 30 minutes long? And I'll just, <laughs> yeah, you know, it was, it was one of those days. Maybe this episode, this episode yeah. may be 30 minutes long. You never know. Um, there's a lot happening. And that goes for the live show as well. We're not actually doing a live show for this episode. We're not going live on YouTube. We will continue to try to go live on YouTube when we can. But again, we're trying to squeeze in these recordings uh, as much as we can over what is a crazy couple months uh, in my life. So, And I'm uh, just too unreliable to be in a live show anymore. I'm too much of a loose cannon. Just. That's pretty much what it was. Uh, I was like, Ian's going to be on. Uh, yeah, no, kill the cameras. Yep. Like, he doesn't, you know, like, he I, he's shirtless and, you know, we don't, we just don't want anything to, uh, yeah, thank you. to happen. Uh, all right. So we're going to get into it um, and kick it off with a little Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, yeah. What is happening here? Somehow, the 
town with no fault lines is shaking on a daily basis. Maybe it's the apocalypse. Egon came out here for a reason. Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? You experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? When a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town, they begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters in the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Interesting story behind this one. Mm-hmm. You may remember 1984, there was a movie called Ghostbusters. Little uh, thing. You know, I say that almost jokingly, but there are plenty of people for whom the Ghostbusters thing is kind of old, like history, right? Yeah, but... You must be aware of it. I don't think there's anybody that watches films that's like, yeah, no, never heard of the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah, I think there might be. I think really? there might be a few people. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's sad. Um, this brings us Finn Wolfhard and McKenna Grace mm-hmm. uh, as brother and sister and um, Carrie Coon as their mother. Uh, love Carrie Coon. Love what she does. And they kind of, uh, they're kind of trying to figure out their life and they, you know, figure out they have this relation going on to this ghost busting thing. What did you think? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Mm, I didn't like it. That's Ooh. where I've landed. I didn't like it. Yeah. It did, busting on this occasion did not make me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> good to know. I, uh, I'm i in the it's just okay camp. Mm-hmm. Maybe even high side of just okay. I For me, and since I liked it a little bit more, I'll start. For me, there's enough going on here that I come away going... Man, there's a seed of something interesting mm-hmm. here. Like totally there's, agree. there's almost enough here that I I want to put this in the rearview mirror and see what the next one's like. Like bring me another one with McKenna Grace and Finn, yeah. Finn Wolfhard, Carrie Coon, and let let me see Paul Rudd and let me see their story because I thought that's what we were getting uh-huh. here and it doesn't exactly work out that way. And no. we won't we won't spoil everything, but I you know I don't know that it's unknown you know, what this movie is doing Mm. with its nostalgia and, you know, tying it back to the original team and all that. Uh, And that nostalgia stuff for me does kind of handcuff the proceedings, especially towards the end. Yeah, absolutely. But for the first, I don't know, 70% of this movie, I was like, okay, all right. Like, you're you're in the world, you're kind of building it a little bit. Yeah, there's some ridiculousness, but this is Ghostbusters. Uh, Paul Rudd is always fun to hang out with. You know, I'm enjoying him. Like I said, I like Carrie Coon. Um, the kids are cool and fun, and you know their discovery of the, you know, the car and the things with the car, and you know how the ghost busting works and all that kind of stuff. I was like, all right, new generation, let's go, let's do mm-hmm. this. Um, and really enjoyed it. Um, what were some of the things that you enjoyed about the movie, even though you didn't like it? Um, what you said about them, basically the first half. So discovering Ecto One and they share the same joy that I think I'd have if I, mm-hmm. at any age, discovered all of the gadgets. Um, the seeing, like, I know we had a little bit of this in 2016, but seeing the the old Ghostbusters gear with modern effects, mm-hmm. um, pretty much as true to ni- the 1984 film as you can get, is just yeah, magical. McKenna Grace is great. Um, she, for me, absolutely carries the film. Um, mm-hmm. 
Paul Rudd's great, but he's Paul Rudd. Um, he's doing what he does. That's fine. Um, but McKenna Grace, if she wasn't in this movie, um, oh, I think we, I'd be having a <laughs> rough time. Yeah, they they pull a lot of her dialogue from a joke book, but she's just fun to watch, and she's just yeah. The way she talks to her mother is it's just like it's fine. I understand you're not a real mum, so uh-huh. like you're not yeah. great at this stuff. So yeah. I'll do the science. It, it was a little weird for me, the Finn Wolfhard thing, just because of how close Stranger Things is mm-hmm. to Ghostbusters anyway. Yeah. And it was just like, I don't know. It was, it was almost like, is it a shared universe? Like, what are we it doing may as here? Well be. It's, yeah. it's wild uh, in that way. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think for me, McKenna Grace does steal the show. Mm-hmm. Um, she is the best thing about it. You mentioned the joke book. That is one of those things where... I was like, okay, uh, like I've heard all these jokes before. Well, maybe not all of them. I've heard most of these jokes before. Mm. They're really funny. They're cute little jokes or whatever. But she delivers them so oh, well. Yeah, and the time. character herself is so interesting that, yeah, I, I don't want to take that away from her. I think she mm-hmm. does an absolutely great job and has shown a lot of range as she's grown up from, you know, gifted that, you know, we've seen her in and other things that we've seen mm-hmm. her in. So. No, I think McKenna Grace is is really, really good. Yeah, and uh, there is, like I said, there's a kernel of a story here that's super interesting, and the setup and the the big bad and all of that stuff that's happening and why everything is happening on this farm and how the Ghostbusters story from as they went into the 90s ended on this farmhouse is mm-hmm. brilliant, and that's the film that I want, and the back end abandons that for a nostalgia kind of, fest yeah for a nostalgia fest and a retrospective of the last ghostbusters film and yeah. well the first ghostbusters the first, film. yeah the first ghostbusters yeah. film yeah. um which apparently they're treating as the only other ghostbusters film. yeah they're not acknowledging <laughs> to no, at all no i mean there's not I like a huge any. amount to acknowledge but well i is, mean you get to ecto one and it doesn't have the ghost you know holding yeah. up two fingers like no, you know you're, did you're, somebody redo that <laughs> did somebody like take that oh, off man. and put the original on there they like, would have had to wouldn't they <laughs> yeah i hadn't even noticed that that's brilliant yeah but there is a handing of the the mantle to a new generation that i 100 percent thought this was going to be mm-hmm. but it isn't and it really makes me question whether there whether there is a plan for a sequel to this i mean i'm sure if it made enough money there would be but I really feel like this was a love letter to the 1984 film, which makes sense considering mm-hmm. who's made the film, um, and and nothing else. Uh, I, I don't see this as a kickstart to a new franchise. If anything, it's a reaction to how off the rails 2016 um, went. Yeah, uh, a couple of things I want to mention. Uh, first of all, there's an introduction of a new named ghost, uh, Muncher. Uh, Who I thought was Slimer and they just got the name wrong. <laughs> but there is a there is a difference. There is absolutely a difference. Yes. And I kind of liked that. That to me is what the rest of this movie was missing in some ways. Mm. Is Something just, original? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Uh, something original in the, in you know the Ghostbusters movie had so many of those moments where it's like oh that's funny what that ghost is doing mm-hmm. you know like oh yeah, yeah. It, there's there's not an in my opinion there's not enough ghost trapping here there's not enough different kinds of ghosts um, there's not enough co- um, like goofy comedy in it other than right. the, the one liners it's missing it's so sincere and earnest it's missing a lot of 
I hate to say it, but a bit of Venkman being mm-hmm. a creep. It's yeah. missing a little bit of that. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Uh, also, Logan Kim uh, plays a character, yes, I'm not mistaken, uh, named Podcast. Yes. Is the character's name. Mm-hmm. Um, Does a lot of work in video. Uh, I just, listen, Hollywood, uh, <laughs> we're right here. Just come just come ask us how podcasts really work. Yeah. We'll help you out. I promise. It's no. like, do they think that the most people, and maybe they're right, do you think most people who are watching the movie don't understand podcasts or what like what is this like <clears throat> the mighty ducks tv show basically has a <laughs> character named podcast as well right. that's always carrying a microphone around mm-hmm. and, and doing stuff and it would make for a terrible show <laughs> right but to be fair he does only have one listener so maybe they do know <laughs> and maybe they do know that this format isn't working yeah yeah <laughs> uh but i like the i like the kid yeah like i like absolutely. the character he's yeah. fun he's funny you know all that kind of stuff and that's kind of this movie overall it's like Oh, I like that, but that's kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. You know, like it just, it kind of went in waves. Yeah. Uh, like that, especially towards the end. I'm just looking at the cast list, and apparently Josh Gad voiced yes. Muncher. Um, <laughs> so great work. Great well done, work. Buddy. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. voicing Muncher. Um, J.K. Simmons. Uh, I actually really liked. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite, not in it much, but he was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. Um, and some cameos that we're not going to spoil here, but uh, but yeah, I think if you love the original Ghostbusters, you will find things to love here. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't know for most people, maybe that nostalgia stuff works. I know it certainly did for some people in the theater that oh, we were watching sure. it yeah. with. Like you know, they loved that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's kind of like it undercuts everything you were trying to do in the first yeah you know part of the movie. Totally so, agree. It's yeah. a lot, a lot of setup little bit of execution mm-hmm. and then this is the movie i actually wanted to make but i needed mm-hmm. to do this other stuff to get you in, yeah. in the cinema yeah totally um yeah if you're a ghostbusters fan obviously you're gonna see it uh otherwise maybe just wait till it's on streaming or something mm-hmm. and maybe it, check it out it was then. very pretty to look at actually the cinematography sure. is is really really good it is it is a pretty film yeah yeah totally uh any final thoughts on ghostbusters afterlife uh I'm going to call somebody else next time. <laughs> well, I, that leads me to a question, Ian. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to call? Well, I am trying to think of who I would want to direct. Chris Nolan. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> a Chris Nolan Ghostbusters film. Come on. With yeah. time traveling. Yeah. Yeah. A time traveling Ghostbusters Yeah, the streams film. are time streams. And uh-huh. they want to cross the time streams. And they're getting so. crossed. Uh, all right. Let's move on to Encanto. Hola, casita. Time, every member of our family, Cecilia, up top, was given their own magical gift. Uh huh, uh huh. I understand you. I'm not super strong like Luisa. The donkey's got out again. On it! Or effortlessly perfect like Senorita Perfecta Isabella. But, Mama, why am I the only one that didn't get a gift? You're just as special as anyone else in this family. The tale of an extraordinary family, the Madrigals, who live hidden in the mountains of Colombia in a magical house in a vibrant town in a wondrous, charmed place called Encanto. The magic of the Encanto has blessed every child in the family with a unique gift from super strength to the power to heal every child except one, Mirabelle. But when she discovers that the magic surrounding the Encanto is in danger, Mirabelle decides that she, the only ordinary Madrigal, might just be her exceptional family's 
Last Hope. Uh, this is Disney's latest animated film, Stephanie Beatrice, you might know from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, mm-hmm. in the lead role, and uh, Wilmer Valderrama, who you might know from that 70s show, uh, in there as well. Uh, what do you think? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? High side of liked it. Nice. I really liked it. I'm going to land on the... Loved it. Yay! Surprise. Not that anybody's surprised by that. And I just feel like Disney animation is just hitting it out of the park. Uh, for the most part, these la- this last decade, mm-hmm. it's just been insane. We were talking earlier today, uh, for whatever reason, about that run that they've kind of got going oh, yeah. from Tangled on, or even you go back to Bolt, you know, like Bolt, Tangled, all those movies, and it's just like every single one is just solid, solid yeah. filmmaking, and they continue it here. Um, I think for me, the main thing I love about this movie is the the idea of turning on the head the um the special gift idea that this movie says something along the lines without spoiling a lot of what's going on here it says something along the lines of that the gifts are awesome and they're helpful and they're amazing and you should always be conscious to use your gifts for good but your value isn't tied mm-hmm. to what you're good at like you know and that's that's a big deal that's a big thing for people to know in here like because i think a lot of times we we can look at what other people are good at or what they do well and you know we have that that wish thing like i wish that i could do that well and Mm -hmm. a lot of movies have said it's okay if you don't you've got this other thing that you can do that's a beautiful message too but this movie (laughs) says your value isn't even in this other thing that you can do. It isn't in those things. Your value is because you're alive. Like yeah. you're a, you know, you're a human being. Um, so uh, I really, really did love that. And yes, I did. I did tear up quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, in this movie, it got me a couple. I had times. a moment right at the end. The final song. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, the song with her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, 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 they go from hating each other to loving each other, and it's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. There's a real grace and forgiveness mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing that the the movie is doing uh, as well. Uh, tell me some of your thoughts. Um, it's yes, what Disney does best is take a really, really simple allegory and then dial it up to eleven and make it fantastical. But the underlying message is really simple, and it's such a simple story. It mm-hmm. feels like a really small Disney film, um, and I think that's just why they work. They don't overcomplicate things; they just get it done. Um, and yeah, that gift thing is so important. Um, I was wondering, without going into spoilers, how the main character, would she end up with a gift? Mm-hmm. Would something along those lines happen? Um, I love the direction that they went with it. Um, and yeah, the, the message is all of these children are your gift. What mm-hmm. they can do is icing on top. Fantastic, great. But they, right. all, they all have inherent value regardless. And Man, if if that reaches some kids and that that actually sinks in in an entertaining way, then that's that's a good way to be raised. It's a good way to to kind of live your life. That I I have meaning, I have value by being me, and mm-hmm. whatever else I do that is a benefit to the world is is icing on top. But you yeah. can just exist. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard not to get on board with that message. Yeah, there's there's a there's a real interesting thing where the idea of um, success pressure 
that can happen. Oh, yeah. And uh-huh. and so that stuff is powerful here. Just I mean, Disney doing the themes is always, you know, that's that's what ties me into a lot of the stuff. It's the anti King Richard film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I got a chance to see this in a Dolby certified theater. Um, and if you've ever been able to do that, it is an incredible experience. Mm. It is the only experience um, that I think compares to high-end TVs now that you can get in your home yeah. on a giant screen. And it was so crisp, so clear. The sound was so good. Um, this movie, I don't know if it's as beautiful as I think it is, but man, the, what I saw was just <laughs> blew me away. Well, that was um, my next point. It is gorgeous. Okay, so the, it wasn't just that I was in like a top-notch you. theater. I would... I would like go and see this in IMAX or go and yeah. do something else with it because the colors are stunning. They, pop- yeah. it's a, it's a palette that I, I don't remember seeing in a Disney film because it is, it's every palette. It's mm-hmm. all of the colors in a film. Um, it's yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. in the visualization of how some of these gifts work and, yes. and those kind of things, uh, was really cool as well. What did you think about the music? Um, I am terrible for remembering music and songs in films and scores, mm-hmm. but, um, there's obviously a, a, a I'm going to say Spanish or Hispanic theme to the entire movie, which mm-hmm. is I love it because it was so upbeat and there wasn't if like every single song it actually did something it moved the story along a bit it wasn't it wasn't that usually it's quite jarring to me mm-hmm. um, when everyone's bursting into song and the house is singing I'm like oh, it yeah. kind of worked here with the magic yeah. and everything it moved the story along they were catchy like there was a, a mamba or like a, a salsa number in the middle that was. Um, which was so, so good. The No, No, No Bruno song. <laughs> Loved it. I listened to that um, on the way home. So yeah, the, no, the songs really stuck with me. I really enjoyed them. Yeah, me too. I love the music in this. Not that that's a surprise either. And mm-hmm. uh, especially not a surprise considering Lin-Manuel Miranda is yeah, you know, the one putting it together, um, composing the music. Uh, I'm, I'm more and more convinced that that man is making films for me. Much like Pixar is making <laughs> films for you. This yeah. guy... He yeah. knew that I didn't like musicals, and his his <laughs> life work is to change my mind. And he's doing it. life goal is to be like Ian. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Musicals are amazing. And I'm going to prove it to you. Uh huh. He's he's winning. He's winning that fight. Yeah, uh, I will mention Colombia is where this uh, yes. takes place. So yeah, definitely um, Spanish themed and all that. And I I thought the cultural stuff was really really good. Yeah. The casting seems very cultural appropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, all that stuff is is pretty amazing. Um, anything else you want to talk about with, uh, Encanto kind of sticking in your mind? Um, no, I think we've pretty much covered that off. I just, yeah, I really liked it. I'm wondering what stopped me from loving it. Um, I think it is, it's, this probably isn't fair, but it's just, it's not my genre. It's not the, Mm -hmm. the, the musical, um, animated films don't tend to be what I go for. So I think it's just, there's always going to be that disconnect where it doesn't, bring me completely to tears it doesn't knock yeah. me over completely but i can really appreciate it for what it is my one last thing probably is just another moment uh that i will tell you to pay attention for or if you've seen it i want you know uh, how you felt about it but there is a relationship between her and the youngest uh child that mm-hmm. just slayed me a couple times there's a moment where he's scared to do something and you know motions for her it is just it's so beautiful yeah. and amazing um she's a great sister she's yeah. so so good yeah she's a great granddaughter as well yeah yeah definitely uh heavy recommend for me uh check it out in canto um is in theaters and i imagine will show up on 
Disney Plus probably within the next few months. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how they're doing things now. Oh, I they, haven't got a, it could be on tomorrow. It could be on there <laughs> right now. It's true. That's true. No, it's not on there right now. It is not on there. You would know. Right You'd now. be watching it right now instead That's of recording correct. this. That's correct. Instead of recording this show. <laughs> uh, before we head on to the best ever challenge today, a reminder that you can support Sift Pop as a Sift Pop member at Patreon. Lots of fun stuff there. We recorded a uh, bonus episode for our members that deals with award season. Um, I'm a week away from having to turn in my nominations ballot. So we kind of did a check in on award season and what movies uh, are looking interesting. So if you want to check that out, all you got to do is become a member um, at that level. And there are several other fun things as well. You can check out there. All of that is at patreon.com slash sift pop. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Saving money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. All right, on to the best ever challenge. Uh, We're going to do best ever ghost movies this week in honor of Ghostbusters Afterlife. We'll go from number five to number one. Uh, What do you got at number five, Ian? Well, for some reason, like I was, I usually start these best ever challenges by like Googling ghost things. I was like, not a lot of films are coming up. And for some reason, I forgot the horror genre existed at all. (laughs) I was like, there's not really a lot of films with ghosts in them. Well, you know, it's interesting too to make the distinction between demons and ghosts. Correct. Right? Uh Like, that's an interesting, like, I tried to keep it to ghost movies more than just like demonic forces or, you know, those kind of things. Exactly. Yeah. Which I may have actually got wrong, but um, I'm <laughs> there is no gonna. Wrong. My number five is The Ring. Um, okay. Yeah, I know this isn't the best movie in the world, but I love the socks off of it. Um, yeah, it does it for me. Um, that creepy video that's going around, it's like Blair Witch, but a bit more watchable for me. So there's this in-universe um, thing that affects people, and it has a bit of mystery to it. Um, the effects of when somebody dies from the ring is some of the most terrifying um, uh, makeup effects artistry that I've ever seen. It is spooky as heck. Um, and the ring girl is, yeah, got to be one of the spookiest images in, it's up there in horror history. That crawling, it's been parodied so many times now, but yeah, that reverse really, crab walk kind exactly, of thing. Yeah. The ring did it first. To my knowledge, I think it's early up there. Somebody is going to let us know. Oh, somebody will tell. Somebody me. will let us know that, that there yeah. is a movie that did the reverse crab walk. You know, before in the ring, some Austrian film. It in definitely. The 30s. I don't think it's over the top to say if there is something before that that the ring was the one that most people it. saw it uh-huh. uh, in for the first time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think that's a good call. I don't know that I, I like, I'm not a horror movie person. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me to say I enjoyed the ring, but I did respect kind of what it was doing. So, mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, good choice. Uh, my number five is David Lawry's A Ghost Story. Did you ever no, see A I Ghost Story? No, I haven't seen this, no. I loved this movie, but as with other David Lowry movies, which by the way, Spencer, uh, mm-hmm. right? Isn't it Spencer that's a David Lowry film? Yeah. I'll, I'll have to look it up, but um, or you can. But Ghost Story is very much a contem- contemplative kind of movie, and uh, I really, really enjoyed what it had to say about permanence, uh, what it had to say about you know how life is transitory. Um, it's just a really, really interesting film, but fair warning, it is going to feel slow. Don't go into it expecting mm-hmm. like a action movie or horror movie or anything like that. It's just a really interesting look at what it means to be, you know, human and to feel apart. Um, so yeah, a ghost story. Would oh, be my add that to my list. I don't five. know why I couldn't immediately get to is Stephen Knight and Pablo Lorraine. Uh, did what for Spencer? Yeah. You're talking about? Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, that, that could be, um, it is, yeah, it was a Pablo Lorraine, uh, directed Spencer. That is correct. There was, I was thinking of something else with, uh, David Lowry, but there was something he did recently, um, that, uh, that was stuck. Oh, the green Knight. That's what I was thinking. Oh, the green okay. Knight. Yeah. Very similar to that. And in fact, that's the, um, he hasn't done a movie since a ghost story until the green Knight. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, you may want to check that out uh, again. Or I guess he did The Old Man and the Gun as well. So, But anyhow, A Ghost Story is, is definitely worth a watch. Mm. What nice. do you got at number four? Um, this is where I may have stuffed it a bit. Insidious. Because I think that is Demons. I don't yeah, know if that's Yeah, it might nice, be. But we'll count it. We'll count it. Yeah, this... Oh, man. I, I dump Insidious, Sinister, the... the not the... Crescendo, conjuring. That's one. <laughs> the, crescendo, the crescendo. The crescendoing. All the crescendoing. All of them I kind of lump into the same box. But Insidious was the one that I saw th- first, and it kind of did something different for me. Um, there's a lot of stuff in this that's in daylight, so it's not in the dark. I mean, there's a scene in the kitchen where they're just having a conversation. Suddenly, camera pans, and Demon is mm-hmm. over Patrick's shoulder, and it is freaking terrifying yeah um yeah something about this film that just ticked all of my boxes um it's sim it's different to your regular haunting films for me it feels like the demons are still doing some dumb stuff but um there's more of a mission behind it where they 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 can actually get to the bottom and possibly fix the problem um the sequels didn't do a huge amount for me but this first one was scary in all the right ways yeah i definitely had the conjuring in my uh honorable mentions mm-hmm. um there's there's definitely something there uh that uh that i would say is you know great filmmaking and and uh, does good stuff so insidious yeah totally get it uh number four is where i have ghostbusters um so not ghostbusters afterlife but ghostbusters I, okay for some reason i didn't include ghostbusters because that would be <laughs> i would be trumping that but um I, what did Ghostbusters in my list. Right, okay, I'm going to kick something off. Trump. (laughs) Insidious no longer is on his list. He's got Ghostbusters on there somewhere. Yep. Uh, What is your number three? Beetlejuice. It's a good choice. I had an honorable mention. Yeah, Yeah. totally. This is 100% a nostalgia childhood thing. One of my earliest film memories. um, Still, I need to talk to my parents about the films they let me watch when I grew up. (laughs) Because this is a really messed up film to let your under 10 year old watch but beetlejuice was one of those movies i mean look it was the 80s right like it was one Mm. of those things where uh 
stuff was for kids, kind of, but yeah. it was still kind of messed for up. Adults as well. I mean, look at the Goonies or any like any yeah. of those movies. They're like they've got like weird stuff in them, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, it's I, I wouldn't blame your parents for Beetlejuice. There were many oh, many I parents that let their kids watch Beetlejuice <laughs> for sure. But yeah, Michael Keaton just uh, what like that's mm-hmm. not it's it's not Michael Keaton. I remember the day that I kind of became more aware of actors and movies and stuff and who people was, and I was like, that's not Batman. That's yeah. not. That, that can't be right. Yeah. But it's an insane performance. Like it's more like Jim Carrey or something like that. Um film just makes me laugh. It's visually ridiculous. Um it's uh, I remember watching the cartoon when I was growing up as well, and it's exactly what I wanted from cartoon into movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. Good choice. Uh my number three is Field of Dreams. Nope, not one that I've I've heard of mentioned lots, but not so who's the ghost in this one? Is Kevin Costner the ghost? <laughs> Kevin Costner is not the ghost. But he is Kevin Costner's dad is the ghost. Got it. Okay. Uh, as well as other members of the, the baseball team Got that uh, live in the Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just... Uh, listen, if you haven't seen Field of Dreams, I don't know what to tell you. It's It kind of... I don't know if you need some sort of nostalgia for the sport of baseball, mm-hmm. like just the idea of throwing a baseball around with your dad, like that's like an American thing, maybe. But you can transfer that to football sure. or soccer yeah. or whatever, yeah. some sport. Yeah. yeah. That's what this movie is about. It's mm-hmm. it's about that nostalgia for like growing up and be like, hey, dad, want to catch, you know, mm-hmm. like want to go throw the ball around a little bit. And, you know, it's, it is one of the uh, sickest jokes that when, you know, kids need us the most is the time when we are busiest with trying to you know pay for the house and support yeah, you know like it's it, yeah it's no, but, it that family work balance is such a hard thing yeah. and and so this movie kind of you know shows why that longing is there mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff so yeah i would definitely check out field of dreams if you haven't checked nice. it out uh on to your number two soul mm. i guess that's a ghost i didn't think of that as a ghost story i've just ruined your list haven't i but they're they souls, ghosts. not ghosts. But what's the difference, <sighs> really? Maybe you're right. I think you're right. I think you're yeah, right. I, I just didn't. I did not consider them ghosts because ghosts yeah. have like a a haunting a element haunting to element them. to them. And but they are. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm not right. They're embodied souls. They die. I mean, they are dead and they're coming back. They're de- they're the souls. Uh, well, most of them don't come no that's back. true yeah they go into the big mosquitoes that are in the sky <laughs> okay okay then this is the perfect place to put ghostbusters <laughs> fair enough fair enough Mystic i like the choice of soul so it's a great movie but... i have ruined this list <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna get invited back again uh ghostbusters yeah it's good stuff yeah like, yeah um yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean what needs to be said other than it's, you know yeah, like bill it. murray being bill murray and here's another one like hey kids Go watch a ghost give a grown yeah. man a BJ. Like, you know, quite explicitly. Like, yeah. There's no mistaking what's going on there. And hey, here's the hero. He is horrible to women. He's horrible to men. He's horrible mm-hmm. to everybody. Um, and no, making a film in 2021 that almost apologizes for what he did. Well, it's interesting acceptable. because they kept the world building of like the the gatekeeper and they like yeah. they have to have sex before or whatever but they did yeah. it in such a tamer way or uh-huh. whatever um yeah it's 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 really interesting but, but it's there are so many one-liners in this film like the comedy in this oh, film yeah. is what's missing from every other every yeah. other ghostbusters film it's hilarious yeah. i agree i agree uh, i had it at number four you had it at number 
two. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number two is The Sixth Sense. Trump. Oh, fair enough. I'm uh, really worried about what's number one that I've forgotten now. <laughs> you know, you're fine. You're fine. It'll all make sense when we get there. Uh, so talk about it since you have it at number one. Yeah, I mean, um, I've mentioned this before, but I had the ending spoiled for me. Um, as I was watching it, um, I was watching it, I think it was, I must have been about 17 and it was a, a friend's birthday party and we just we had, we watched The Sixth Sense and dad just comes in and says, huh, this is the one where he's a ghost all along. And I just <laughs> snapped my neck around. I was like, gee, thanks. Um, dad! Dad! But yeah, it's, it's Shyamalan doing what Shyamalan does and yeah. it's probably, I wonder if in his filmography he would undo this film. Um, not like not make it, but maybe make it at a different point because it feels like after this point it was What's the twist? What's the turn? What's but he going to do next? I think he likes that. Yeah, you I might think be he right. likes it. You I, might th- be right. He may have he doesn't moments have to do it. No, he doesn't. And I, I, I think there may be moments where he feels trapped by it. But I, I doubt it. I, mm. I think he really enjoyed. I think he really saw himself as a modern Hitchcock type mm-hmm. filmmaker. And Hitchcock had the same thing. Like mm. H- Hitchcock was definitely one who people were like, "Oh, what's the twist? What's the story turn? Yeah. Where's the cameo?" Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and he does all those things. He puts yeah. himself in. Very movies true. he you know so I, I i definitely think he's he's cool with it i i don't know that he would change anything mm. um about that but but, but yeah no, it's great. even without the even without the story turn it still works it's still a yeah. great movie it's still entertaining yeah. um it's still i'm not gonna say it brings me to tears but it gets close it gets there yeah yeah it's good stuff uh my number one is coco Oh, okay. um, I which, seen this. Yeah, uh, you should. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little uh, c- a company called Pixar that makes I've movies, and uh, and it's it's one of their best. Uh, <laughs> you should see Soul. <laughs> <laughs> there is there are many Pixar movies that grow in my estimation over time. This one has grown the most recently. Oh wow! Uh, upon future viewings, um, I it has possibly the most emotional moment uh in a pixar movie in a long time um there is a a song he um he sings in this that is just absolutely devastating Mm -hmm. uh, in all the right ways um and it's just it's it's really really good you know it's a story about uh those who have come before us and you know and that kind of stuff uh featured around the day of the dead so yeah check out coco if you haven't checked it out uh it is definitely uh, one of the best. So there you go. Best ever ghost movies. Uh, did you have any honorable mentions that you wanted to throw um, out there? Yeah. Uh, the Casper. The <laughs> <laughs> Do you like that? Oh, I love that film. Too. Nice. But that's a childhood thing. That wasn't going to make the list. Um, yeah. And it has a brief cameo from the Ghostbusters, which that was my first. Yeah, I think it was. It was my first ever experience as a as a child of, oh, things can overlap. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, they're the Ghostbusters, and I like remember pausing it and thinking, uh-huh. "No, that's not a ripoff. That yeah. is the Ghostbusters. That's what them. are they doing here?" Yeah, but I, and I have no idea why Casper was the final straw because they they run out of the building, um, and I can't. Somebody says, "Yeah," they said, "We're not going to do this job," and whoever owns the house, he says, "Well, who are we going to call?" And they say, <laughs> "Someone else." <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just a, a little bit of my childhood that I really really enjoyed. Nice. Uh, I think we have to mention Ghost. Yes, you know, Swayze. We do. That uh, is currently how anymore. we're recording this right now. I am behind Aaron. <laughs> That's right. Touching That's all right. of the things. Yes. I have a great Unchained Melody uh, story, story I could tell you do. at some at some time. 
the, the uh, A Christmas Carol. I have to mention A Christmas Carol. Oh, no, That's a absolutely. ghost story. That is absolutely a ghost story. I probably would have made it to my list, actually, yeah. had I thought of Which it. Which version? Which oh, the Muppet Christmas Muppet, Carol. Muppet the only Christmas one. Carol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Nicole Kidman in The Others. I don't know if you've ever seen The Others. I have seen The Others, not a fan. I think that's worthwhile. Mm. Uh, the Shining is a ghost story. Technically, yeah. No, yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I saw Doctor that. Sleep mentioned a lot as well. And then I wanted to mention The Frighteners. Did you ever see The Frighteners? No. Okay, so I'm going to look it up just to make sure. I think mm-hmm. it's Peter Jackson. Um, but it is Michael J. Fox. Okay. Uh, basically fighting ghosts and it's how do i not know about it's this it's so fun um so yeah peter jackson uh directing michael j fox that's amazing um, how do i not know in this a ghost exists? story uh yeah i listen it's it's fun fun so it just kind of came and went um danny elfman does the music oh that's um <gasps> jeffrey coombs is in it he's mm-hmm. basically in every single star trek episode that's so, ever been made so yeah so check out the frighteners um it's just it's it's just fun it's not going to change your world. It's just a little it bit might. of fun. <laughs> it might. We'll watch it tonight. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, well, there you go. Those are our best ever ghost movies. Uh, if you want to let us know what we missed, feel free to uh, feedback at sifpop.com. Uh, let's hit our buried treasure before we finish up. Ian, what is that one area of any uh, piece of pop culture that you want to make sure people know about? Actually, I'll let you go last since you're the guest. Thank you very much. Uh, I want to talk about Parallel Mothers. So Parallel Mothers is one amongst, I don't know, a couple dozen movies I've watched in the last uh, couple <laughs> weeks preparing for award season. Uh, and it is probably going to compete for my uh, Best Foreign Language Film Ooh, nominations. Nice. Uh, it is it is really, really good. Uh, this is uh, Pedro uh, Al- Almodovar, uh, his latest movie. And uh, basically is about two women who give birth at the same time and some interesting things that happen um, as they become friends. And I don't really want to say much more than that. One things I, one of the things I love about award season is just like watching movies completely blind. Mm-hmm. Like I can watch Ghostbusters Afterlife blind, but I'm not completely no. blind. I, no, you know, no, no. Uh, there's enough conversation on Twitter and different places or whatever. But when mm-hmm. I go into award season, it's absolutely like I didn't know anything about this movie. Um, and it's really good. And so uh, definitely one I would recommend nice. people check out. It's called Parallel Mothers. Lovely. Um, what about you? Um, you're going to get so sick of me talking about this, but it is the Beatles documentary that we watched because um, we've talked about it multiple times today. <laughs> but um, yeah, anybody that is, uh, be- you know, what? I'd say even if you're not a Beatles fan and you're into live music or you're into the creative process or if you're just human, like there is some just human social studies stuff going on in this documentary um and we need a different word because yeah we kind of worked out documentary was a weird thing to call I think it it's right. it's just I, I honestly think this is more a documentary than most documentaries yeah. like it is literally just documenting this time mm-hmm. you know together it's yeah it's yeah it's um it's following the beatles as they prepare for one of their final live shows and for some reason they decided that all of this prep is going to take place in one warehouse um, over the course of two weeks before the show is live, they're going to have two dress rehearsals and they want it to be entirely new material. So it is watching the Beatles and Ringo um, just put music together and create songs and argue about how to write music. And just watching McCartney just be really self-aware that 
he's being a bit of an asshole, but he knows that's the only way that he can communicate. And he yeah. he apologizes for like I know I'm I'm shooting you down. I know I'm I'm making this really difficult, but this is how we have to write this song. Yeah. And what we're doing right now isn't going to work. And it is it's just two and the first part is two and a half hours of watching them hang out and jam and talk about everyone else that was huge in the back end of the 60s as well and who they want to be like so to hear the Beatles say you know I really wish we were more like these this person is it really humanizes them and yeah as as a a big Beatles fan it was I, I love that there was no lens on it there's no slant here of trying to promote the controversy or any narrator that's trying to fill in the blanks and direct what I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. It's put the footage in front of me and I'll make my own assessment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love it. It's just like it. hanging out in the room with the Beatles. Mm-hmm. I like, love it's, it. I mean, it's, I totally agree. It's, it's definitely a different kind of movie experience. Mm. Uh, please go into it knowing that it's, that it's very much just a hangout in the room with the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see many, many people watching this and going come on get on with it edit a little bit like yeah it's like no that's not the point here Mm -hmm. um but you may not like that and that and that's okay like you know it's it's not like you have to but there is something really interested about just presenting the footage Mm -hmm. um and there is a lot of editing that goes on uh just because he's dealing with different sources audio video trying to put all that together so that it feels right like you're in the room and and hearing Mm -hmm. these conversations and um yeah, that's on Disney Plus. Three yeah. episodes totaling like eight hours of It's good stuff. Footage. Get it in my veins. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Uh, the Beatles get back on Disney Plus and Parallel Mothers, I think is in theaters some places. <laughs> you may have to wait for a while on that one. Not sure about that. Uh, we did it. I think we, we even did. lasted more than half an hour. Or I think just. we actually yeah, I think we actually <laughs> actually may have broken forty minutes. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Uh, huge thanks to producer Phil for putting the show together today. Uh, thank you to Ian for joining us today. Anything you want to promote anywhere you want to send people? Yeah, just come and hang out on Twitter where I have horrible movie takes apparently and everyone tells me that I'm <laughs> wrong about the Spider-Man films. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah. yeah, you'll find me at Witsend or Witsend. I don't know how to say that yet, but it's W-H-I-T-T-S-I-N-N-E-D. The beauty is... You know, you're at wit's end. Yeah, you know, I'm like at that's wit's end. you're just you're you're at wit's end. <laughs> and uh and that's just how it is. Love uh W H I T T S I N N E D, correct? Correct. Very nice. Uh much love and gratitude to our Sif Pop members for giving monthly to make Sif Pop a real thing. Support starts at three bucks a month. You get access to bonus episodes as well as some other fun perks uh, at the different levels. You can find out more at patreon.com slash Pop. Lots of ways to connect with us. You can leave a comment, a rating, or a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Or you can email us at feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the show too. So let them know about it and that listening is much easier than forgetting that one time ghosts invaded New York 25 years ago. (laughs) Uh, We will be back next week with more movies, more discussion, and maybe even more than 40 minutes. We'll see you then. (laughs) Don't count on it.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.